let's jump right in. Um, we're going to start in Exodus. Okay, Exodus. Now, for real, um, you, you could probably read like like chapter 30 through like maybe 33 or 34 if you want. Or you can you can actually read the whole book. At some point, we're going to get to Exodus in our Bible study. Right now, we're in Job. We're going to finish that up pretty soon. Um, but 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 uh, we're going to be uh, in Exodus right around, you know, like in chapters 31 through like 33, 34. But I'm really going to focus on three specific portions in those chapters. So you can read the, the whole thing kind of uh, on your own because you'll need it. Um, uh, but for time's sake, just going to focus on a few of those and, and kind of skip, skip around a little bit. Okay. So watch this. Exodus 31, 18. That's what we're going to start. Okay. Check this out. Exodus 31, 18. This is what it says. It says, and this is NIV. It says, when the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai. Okay. So here we go. We've got God speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai. Said he gave him two tablets of the covenant law. The tablets of stone inscribed by the fingers of God, by the finger of God. So it says now he was he was he was on the mountain, uh, Mount Sinai, God speaking to Moses. He gave him the tablets uh, uh, and, and, and it's got the law on it, right? Uh, inscribed by God's own finger. Uh, now, Exodus 32, 15 through, uh, 15 through 16. We want to jump. Exodus 32, 15 through 16. So Moses has that, right? Now, watch this. Moses turned and went down to the mountain. Now, there was a whole dialogue between God and Moses between this, okay, as far as the people and God, you know, and, and what they're doing and stuff like that. So Moses gets the law. It's dry by God. They have a whole conversation. You got to read in between that. But we get to 32, 15 through 16. It says, Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were were the work of God, the writings was the writings of God engraved in the tablets, okay? Now, let's skip down a few more verses to 32, verse 19, all right? So, so God gives him the instruction. Moses turned around. He's going down to the mountains. He had a conversation with God. He's like, God, is going to be okay. Don't destroy them. He comes down with the two tablets. Now, watch this in verse 19. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, he burned with anger, okay? We're going to stop right there. We're going to stop right there. So, Moses is on the mountaintop. He has this thing with God. God gives him the law. He's got the two tablets. He comes down. And then, and then, and then when he comes down to the camp, he sees a whole bunch of foolishness. He sees, he sees that they, they made this golden calf and now they're dancing around and they're worshiping the golden calf. He just has this experience with God. And now he comes down with this. He comes down the mountain and he sees this foolishness. What we're talking about today, y'all, is taking what I got there. Okay. And making it work here. That's the subject of today's message is, is taking what I got there, okay, on the mountaintop. How do I take what I got from God on the mountaintop instruction, right? How do I take what I got there? Because this is what Moses had to do. How do I take what I got there and how do I make it work here? Because Moses was there, got the instruction, everything is good. I'm feeling good. We're going to go down. We're going to sell. We're, we're out of the wilderness. I mean, we're out of slavery. Now we're in the wilderness, headed to the promised land. God's giving me instructions. And then I come down and I see this foolishness, all right, so let's set the stage here. So here's Moses with Israel uh, out of slavery, uh, uh, out of Egypt. They're headed to the promised land. Remember when we talked about that, uh, this in the message, uh, getting from here to there, that, that, that's, that yes, we come out of slavery and we're brought out of darkness and brought out of bondage and brought out of that. But, but coming out of something is not the only thing God has for us. He brings us out to take us into something, right? So we talked about that in, a, in, a, in an earlier sermon, right? And so, but the question is in that middle part, after being taken out, but before I get in, and we know what that it's like to be taken out of something, to be delivered out of something, to, to no longer be dealing with that thing, or we know God has delivered us from that, but I still feel like I'm not in where I should be. This is where they are right now, out of that, but not quite there yet. So they're headed to the promised land, and so they're walking in it. But now he's like, okay, I need some time with God, got to get some instruction. So he goes up to Mount Sinai, God instructs him, he's got these two tablets, now he's coming back down, and when he comes back down, he comes back down to a bunch of foolishness, right? Instead of waiting patiently, because they said he was taking so long, so they're talking to Aaron. Aaron, why is Moses taking so long? 
I got an idea. We want to make a calf. And Aaron's like, you know what? Do whatever y'all want to do. And so, and so they make this calf. And now here's Moses coming down. And, and what's interesting is they, the, the whole calf and the golden thing, they get that from Egypt. So like mentally and their hearts and what they wanted to worship and whatever was going to soothe them was the same thing that they was dealing with when they were in slavery. They didn't just all of a sudden come, come up with the fact that we can make a calf. They saw Egyptians worshiping animals. And, 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 and even the gold that they got, that was blessings that the Egyptians gave them when they left uh, Egypt before they turned their backs and they wanted to kill them. But they gave them that gold when they would leave it Egypt. And so, so that mentality and that heart to go back to what they, because they got bored waiting. Come on, somebody. This is, that's not even the message, y'all. But some, maybe we need to have a follow-up on this about getting bored waiting. So they got bored waiting on God, bored waiting for Moses to come down. So they mentally and in the hearts of worship, they went back to what was familiar. They went back to what they saw, even though the familiar and what they saw was what they saw when they were in slavery. Some of us go right back. Listen, we've seen better. We know better. We, 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 we have tried to do better and we know what's better. Watch this. But we still spend our time operating in the old because old is familiar and what is supposed to be new is taking too long to get here. I'm not saying that it's not taking long. I'm not saying you, we think it's long, but to God, it's not. To God, it may not be long, but to you, it is long. But the point is, is that the fact that something is taking long does not mean we need to start going back to what was familiar or go back to what was, because what was once was something we wanted to be delivered from. And now that something is taking too long, now we want to uh, 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 change up and start going back to what was. And so that's what they're doing here mentally and in their worship. They started going back. I see you, Kashana, to, to, to what they were just now delivered from. Y'all better, listen, we better be careful that when we know God is telling us to move or that we know when God is moving us from something that that watch this not only physically do we go some of us can't even get past the physical some of us physically won't leave or physically won't move forward and we even say well I'm waiting on God to tell me God already shows you all you need to see to move and you won't move but anyway we we need, we need to move physically but even when we move physically we need to make sure that mentally in our mind in our hearts we do not go back that's what they went back to this has got to be a, that's got to be a whole different subject y'all because I can't spend my time on this this is not what we're preaching about this morning so let's move so anyway so 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 they so they so he comes down from the mountain and he sees them worshiping this golden calf, dancing and singing. And it's a bunch of foolishness, right? He just spent time with God. Uh, and, and if you read uh, in between those chapters, pleading on their behalf, we'll get to that a little bit later, telling God, don't destroy them. Look, we, we, we can move forward. We can do this. And now he comes down and he's faced with their same foolishness. And it's, and it's like, how do I take the glory that I just had when I'm in the presence of God is what Moses said. And how do I deal now and even begin to deal with this mess that I see right in front of me? And truth be told that while that was Moses' story, a lot of us have that same situation every single day, moment by moment. And sometimes it just comes in seasons. We all have to lose that, uh, 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 live through that, right? We have a there. Most of us, you're there may be this, this thing with impact and your time with God. We spend our time with God. We're in the scriptures. We're worshiping. We're listening to music that encourages us and, and encourages us and reminds us that God is there. Uh, we got our daily devotionals. We got our favorite pastors that we watch on YouTube. Although I just deleted a lot of my favorite pastors on my um, TV's DVR because Halloween movies are out now. So I want to save. I want to save all those scary movies. I deleted all the pastors and stuff, but I'll put them back in November. But he's, so we got all the stuff that we like to watch and all the stuff we like to listen to and all our favorite pastors and all this stuff. And we're filling in tune with God and we got our prayer in the morning and we and, and, and during 
at noon. I see you, Kishana, is here. And, and, and at noontime, we go on to the Zoom prayer with Kishana. And we got a whole regimen of ways we stay in tune with God. And we have to get there. And we're in his presence. We all have it there. But we have to acknowledge, too, that we also have a here. Okay? So Moses was there on the mountain, Mount Sinai. We get that. We get. We understand the there. We have our there. But he also had a here. And we have a here as well. And on the ground reality of our life. And on the ground reality of the things that we have to deal with and on the ground reality of things that ain't working out the way we want them to work out things that are a struggle let's just call here foolishness okay that we all have in our lives that we, that even though we have it there and i worship and i learn and i listen to impact and i listen to pastor jenkins i see you see here and i guess pastor jenkins at first baptist and i and then and i've got td jakes on my thing and i got the joe osteen app and then i'm listening to joyce myers and then i got my daily devotional we don't, some of us only have one daily devotional we got three devotions because we need just that much word and we do and then we got our we got our journals that we journal and the journal has a devotional i, I see you Krishana, and we do everything we can to get from god and be with god while we're on the mountaintop of Mount Sinai. I see you, parent. But at some point, we all get back to here. Foolishness. We all get back to our on-the-ground reality of our lives. Moses, Moses is here was the people worshiping a silly golden calf. He's like, we just got delivered from a place that did this. We just like, what in the world are you doing? I, listen, and so our here. I hope doesn't include a golden calf, although some people are into weird things nowadays. Maybe you do have a golden calf in your house and you kind of worship that in the morning. But but all, most of our foolishness doesn't have to do with the golden calf that we're worshiping. Some of us, our foolishness looks like family. Uh-oh, I'm not going to stay there long. Listen, because I don't want nobody getting, I don't, listen, listen, because I don't want y'all getting mad at y'all families. For some of us, so I see you, Kashana. for some of us, our, 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 our foolishness represents family. For some of us, foolishness represents work. For some of us, the foolishness we're going through has to do with our finances. For some of us, the foolishness we're going through has to do with people. Listen, our foolishness can be a ton of different things. I see you, I see you, Pam. That 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 for a lot of us, there's that that, that the on-the-ground reality. Listen, we can we worship God, we worship, we worship, we love him, we love him. And I wish listen, I wish that I could tell y'all after this impact call, and once y'all log off to this Zoom, watch this, that the on-the-ground reality of your here is going to change. But some people will tell y'all that, and some people will make you buy uh, tickets to a conference. Conference and, 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 and tell you that's going to happen. And then when you leave, your here is exactly the same. Because the truth of the matter is, listen, God could have changed that whole thing when Moses came back down, but he didn't. As a matter of fact, and we're going to see this later, he offered Moses will change it all. But, but Moses didn't take it. And so the point is, is that, is that, is that we, get, we do all this, but then we still have this on the ground reality and it's work. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's finances. Sometimes it's people. It's foolishness. Now watch this. Come on. See here. Have the mute button ready because you know sometimes I go long about this. Sometimes the foolishness is church. Have the mute button ready, because Sierra. No, I don't. Chris, yeah, Chris is on here too, because they're going to mute me if I keep going along about church foolishness. Because don't forget. Don't forget, y'all, that this is the these are God's people. This is Israel. Okay. This is Israel. These ain't unsaved people. It wasn't Egypt. It was, it was, it was his people. And so there's church foolishness. Crystal get the because Sierra's already shaking her head. I swear to goodness, I'm gonna move in 10, just give me 15 seconds. And so, and so it's one thing, watch this. It's one thing, it's one thing when the people who are acting foolish are the people you know supposed to act foolish. It's a whole different thing when the people who are acting foolish are supposed to be the people who are supposed to be waiting on God. I'm gonna step away for one second. Put my headphones down, I'll step away. Come on, listen, y'all know it's different. 
Y'all know it's different. It's like it's like it's like y'all supposed to know how to act. Y'all supposed to know better. We just read this last week in, in Impact 101 in Bible study that by this time you ought to be teachers. You shouldn't have a problem waiting now. But instead of waiting, you building a golden calf and you his people. I'm talking that talk this morning. Oh, I'm talking stuff this morning. See here, I'm done. Don't hit the mute button. But they supposed to know better. Oh, but there's there's truth, there's church foolishness there. Now watch this. I'm gonna move from it. I'm done because here's coming close to the computer. Here we go. Watch this. Watch this. And there's some more foolishness though, because we cool with talking about family foolishness, work foolishness, financial foolishness, people foolishness. We and we great with talking about church foolishness. But watch this, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. But there's also my foolishness. Don't hey listen. Hey Yennis, don't you close out of this? Hey Ryan, Ryan don't don't y'all close out of this? But listen, listen. But there's also my foolishness. Tanya, sometimes I can act a fool, right? Because so, watch this. The truth of the matter is, here we go. I see you see here. Watch this. The truth of the matter is, sometimes I'm Moses, and sometimes I'm the fools with the golden calf. Let's go. So, listen, sometimes I, I see you, Mike. I see you, Mike and Gina. Y'all know, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm Moses, and, and I just spent all this time with God, and oh my God, I, I got, God, I got the instructions. I got the directions. I'm coming down the mountain. I'm feeling good. But then sometimes I'm the fool in the valley, Worshiping the golden calf. Come on, watch this. And so even, I see you, Krishana. So even I need, even I need mountaintop, Rick. Watch this. I see you, Charles. Y'all got to get this. Watch this. Sometimes, Tanya, I need mountaintop, Rick, in order to deal with Valley Rick. And I'm the same person. Listen, I, some, I, I need the there with God to deal with the here with me. My, listen, the foolishness can be my family. The foolishness can be work. The foolishness can be finances. It can be people. It can be church. And we love that. I ha- Listen, y'all love that part of the sermon. But watch this. But sometimes I'm the foolishness. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm Moses, but sometimes I'm the, I'm the golden calf. And I need mountaintop, Rick. I, listen, I need I need that time in the morning and I need that time uh, in the middle of the day. And I need that time at night where I'm reading and I'm praying and I meditate and I'm, I need all that. Right. Right. Not not all the time to deal with you, although we like to talk about the fact that I need that to deal with you. I need that in order to deal with what well, who myself half the time. All right. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. I'm going to keep you all late. You all already know where I'm going with this. Watch this. So I get all the great worship. All the great instruction, all the great direction. I see you, Tanya. All the great comfort. If we all honest, it's all of us. All the great love, all the joy. Watch this in God's presence. And now before I even get in my car, right? Before, right as I get home or before I even clock in on Monday, here comes the foolishness. Before I can even say hi to somebody at work, here comes the foolishness. As soon as I come home from having a, a worship, I mean, you can worship in your car and, and you're just crying and, 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 and God is speaking to you and stuff like that. And then the moment you walk in the door, here comes everybody with the foolishness, right? And so watch this. You can't avoid the two and you can't separate the two, right? Watch this, Val. Val, watch this. Is that You must spend time with God. We understand that. You must spend time with God. We can't make it without it, okay? Now watch this, Diamond. It is impossible. So we can't avoid that. We know we've got to spend time. With, if y'all didn't understand the value of spending time with God, you wouldn't be on this Zoom this morning. Not this beautiful fall morning. I'm looking out the window now and the sun is shining and there's all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, why would you spend this time if you didn't think you needed to spend this time, right? And so we all understand the fact that we need this time, but something we also have to come to grips with is that I can't stay on the mountain forever. Uh-oh, I can't. Some, and, and this is what's so funny. For you know, we got to make sure, even with even with our uh, Christian leaders and stuff like that in our churches, you know, sometimes we think that they live on a cloud that, you know, so Rick, so I live on a cloud that comes down on Sunday's mornings, then I come and preach, then I get back on the cloud, and then I go away, 
right back up to the mountaintop and I don't have to live a real life. No, I do have to live a real life. Or I'll come back down on the cloud uh, at McPherson Square Park on Sunday morning. My cloud looks like a Nissan Altima. And so I pull up on my Nissan Altima cloud. I come out, we serve the homeless plan with people. Then we pray and I get back in the, in the cloud and I go back up and I have to deal with it. No, no, I can't stay on the mountaintop forever. At some point, I have to come back down to here. I have to come back on the ground to the reality. I have, I have to come back to the foolishness and I can't avoid the two. I got to spend time with God, but at some point I come off the mountaintop and I have to live, right? And so the question this morning is, and we've got three quick points. This is going to help y'all, right? Watch out, watch out God helps us. Is How do I take the mountain experience and bring it to the valley foolishness? That's the question. Whatever the valley foolishness is, either the foolishness in me, the foolishness in, in others, the foolishness in my fine. But how do I take the mountain experience? Because watch this, some of us are going to deal with valley foolishness the minute we get off this call, okay? And listen, and even me talking about this, you have scenarios in your mind right now what the foolishness represents. You know you know where we're going with this. You're thinking about stuff right now that, yep, that's foolishness. Yep, that's foolishness. Yep, that's what it, that's what it is. So how do I take the mountain experience and bring it to this valley foolishness? Number one, here's what we got to do, y'all. Number one, I have to start with the, un- with the selfless understanding, right? I have to start with the selfless understanding that, my, that the reason for my time on the mountain is for the valley foolishness. It's not to escape it. It's not to, it's not, it's not to escape it, to avoid it, to ignore it. No, 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 no. The reason that I have the time on the mountain, the reason we have it, we got to understand this, y'all, because it's selfless. I have to understand that the reason that we have this mountain experience, why we go to God and why we spend this time and why he imparts us and directs us and comforts us is because we have to go through and we have to use it in this valley foolishness. Watch this. You need strength. You need patience. You need comfort. You need joy. You need reassurance. You need direction because of the valley foolishness. Watch this, y'all. He equips you on the mountain so you can serve in the valley because your valley experience isn't always about you. Watch this. And this is what impact's about because there are people in the valley. There are people who need deliverance in the valley. There are people who need to be led to the Lord who are in the valley. And unless I come from the mountain, watch this, and I go into the valley, this, listen, this is why, come on, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the church. Stuff. I'm not going to talk about church no more. But this is why we operate the way we operate, because I'm not going to stay in the mountain. I'm not going to stay in the four walls. I'm not going to just sit here and get fat off the word and all sorts of kind of stuff. No, we, the, there's a whole world out here who may not come to your four walls. You need to, they, watch this. They don't come up to the mountain. They're not going to come up to the mountain. We need to come off the mountain into the valley. And so selfishly, selflessly, I need to understand that my mountaintop is for these valley people. It ain't for every, if I was just going to stay on the mountaintop, then I wouldn't need all of it because I'm up here all the time. But what I need it for is for in the valley. And so, by the way, you know, if you want to just stay up in the, on the mountaintop and occasionally, you know, drop things down from the mountain for people to eat off of, that's fine. But I, but I serve a God, watch this, who, who I, serve, I, serve, I serve a God where the basic scripture, we know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he what? That he gave his only begotten son. Listen, that Jesus didn't stay in heaven and try to drop things to help us try to find salvation. No, he came down to the earth. He created and dwelled amongst his creation. He came from up there and he came down here to dwell among us so that we might have an opportunity to be saved. We talked about this in level down servitude, how in our society, everything's about level up, level up, level up. Where no, 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 where Jesus came down, who are you reaching down to get? If all your stuff is up here, I, let me stop. Let me stop. 
My whole point is, is that we had that, that, that you can't live it up there. You go up there to get it because there are people down here who need it. And if you don't come down to give it to them, how else are they going to get it? How else are they going to get it? He equips, a, he equips you on the mountain so you can serve in the valley. And it's a selfless attitude because I could, we can be selfish and just stay in the comfort of our own Zoom call and the comfort of our own people. And every now and again, go do something just so we can feel good and pat ourselves on the back. But it's different when you dedicate your life to it. Listen, we, listen, we talk about a Jesus all the time uh, who did things outside of, a four, of four walls. But yet we always do that inside of the, so anyway, here we go. I'm going to move. I feel myself creeping back. All right, here we go. So, so we got to start with the selfless understanding that the reason for time on the mountain is for valley foolishness. Do your own self-evaluation. Do I spend more? Th- but we'll, we'll talk about time anyway. So, so that's, that's, that's point number one. Number two, how can I take what I got there and get it down here? Number one, number, we did number one, uh, understanding that. Number two, we have to learn to protect my time there and frequently go, right? I have to learn to protect that time that I spent on the mountaintop and frequently visited. Watch this, Luke 5, 15 through 16. Luke 5, 15 through 16, talking about Jesus. Watch this. Um, uh, so this, this happens after Jesus does a miracle. He tells his people not to tell anybody or whatever. So anyway, but, but despite, this is, despite, despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power, watch this, spread even faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their disease. Watch this. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. This is the part Val like right here. That, but then, but then Jesus oftentimes because it, Val asks, "How are you praying?" Val, are you praying? Because Val's one of those prayer warriors. We need to we need to learn to protect our time and frequently go there. Amen. It says that that so so as and, and we've seen this as impact as we're starting to help and as we're starting to do stuff for people. People are coming to us with all kinds of requests. All kinds. Of, it's so funny. Zero to, I mean, we get, I mean, from, from, from all places, people who, you know, whether on the street or whether they're from different organizations, whether they go to different churches or whatever, they, they, they will come to us and say, Hey, we know of this situation, that situation. Can y'all help? Can y'all help? Can y'all? And of course, so as you're helping and as, and, and, and as you're blessing people, and they're going to come for that. And cause Jesus experienced, experienced that too. It says the report of his power spread even faster. And so as the report of his power, what spread faster, big crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of disease. And so as he's doing all of this work and he's teaching his preaching, it says, but he often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. And, 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 and again, as you're working in the valley and as you are applying this to your life in the valley, you are going to have to frequently withdraw yourself and frequently means a lot. It means often. It's whenever you need it. Listen, you can, don't ask me whether or not, hey, well, we're, we're, well, get up at four o'clock in the morning and spend 45 minutes here. And then maybe at 10 o'clock, take a break from work. No, I can't tell you what frequently is and how often you ought to do it. Again, y'all know how we go ahead and impact. I can't be God for you. You need to, you need to be in tune with him and you work out how much you need to, how frequent and what time and what place. And, 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 and God's a rhythm. That we can see it through Exodus and we'll read this way. Come by cloud, you know, fire by night, cloud by day, all the, like and, and and we learn to move and flow with the spirit, and you'll know when you need to when you need to go. And for some of us, it is a more consistent schedule, just because that's how we operate. And for some of us, it just comes and goes, and it's this and then that. But whatever it is, you we need to often and frequently withdraw from the valley and go up to the mountaintop to hear from God. Withdraw from that work and get into the wilderness uh, as Jesus did to pray. So we got so we got understand selflessly that the reason I have the mountaintop is for the foolishness. It's my, it's, it, 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 equip, it equips me. Number two, I got to protect that time and frequently have it the way Jesus did in Luke 5, 15 and 16. Uh, number three is that I need to hold on to what I received on the mountain 
despite what I experienced in the valley. Okay, I need to hold on because if you, if you read it, M- Moses came down and got so mad that he threw the tablets down and cracked them. Like like it's, it's but no no, I need to hold on right to what I received on the mountaintop despite how I feel and despite what goes on to me in the valley. We cannot let go. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Watch this, y'all. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, says, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your what? That your labor is not in vain. You may feel as if it is. You may feel as if, uh, uh, you know, no one knows. Who cares if anybody knows? God notices. Uh, and you, uh, 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 but, but it says, we have to what? Hold on. We have to be steadfast, immovable always abounding. No matter how you feel, your feeling won't have anything to do with it. Your motivation won't have anything to do with it. Because if you only did it when you were motivated to do it, we probably would be doing stuff less than we do it now. If, if, if the, I mean, Charles and Sierra and I would talk about this all the time, man, you know, again, pre-COVID, when we could go to St. Anne's, there was, listen, St. Anne's was Tuesday night, I think at like six, right, Sierra, 630, something like that. Um, who after a long day on, on a Tuesday feel like going to St. Anne's and, and having to deal with the moms and all the stuff that comes with them and then the babies and stuff like that. But, and, and so you come there and you're tired. If we weren't, if it was motivation, we'd call them all the time and say, Hey, we don't really feel like it today. Ah, oh, we're a little bit tired. And then sometimes you got to deal with attitudes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we're not. But, but no, it's not about that. It's about being steadfast and immovable. It's about what? Always abounding in the work of the Lord, understanding what the work of the Lord is and always abounding in it, right? Because we know that our, that, that our labor is what? Is not in vain. And so you go there and, it, and, and every single time, no matter how tired, no matter, I don't know how I'm going to do this, we always left on this spiritual high as if we just came from some T.D. Jakes conference uh, and he was preaching over because it was something about doing the work of the Lord that stirred up the spirit within us that even though physically we're tired, we were tired, mentally we were tired, uh, we were able to do that. Yenis can testify it, it's Krishana, even on, uh, it, it, uh, that even when we go feed the homeless, that, you know, no matter how you feel that Sunday morning, you go out there, you start praying with people, you're handing out socks. There's something about being done with it and doing the work that stirs you. So you're not always going to feel motivated to do it, but you do it anyway. Crystal comes over. She's not even a morning person, but she comes over, help us finish the hot meals. You're never going to, but you do it. And when you do it, you feel as if, you know, that you still feel that, what, that mountaintop experience. So how do I do that? I hold on to what I received up there, no matter how I feel down here. Hebrews 10, 20, 23. Hebrews 10, 23, this is the NLT, says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we have affirmed, for God can be trusted to keep his promise, okay? Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. I'm gonna read it in NIV as well. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he is faithful who promised it, okay? So we, so, so we hold on to that that we received from the Lord on the mountaintop, no matter how we feel in the valley and no matter what the valley does to us, we hold fast. And here's number four, and here's where we're in, right? Here we go. And here's one thing we can rest assured on. So we had, we had those three points, watch this. Number four, and here's where we end, is that, watch this, and, and we can take comfort in this, that God is never surprised or shocked by the foolishness we will have in the valley and he will prepare you for it. You got to just heed his warning. Okay, watch this. That God is never shocked and he's never surprised by the foolishness that you will experience in the valley. He will prepare you for it and you can heed his warning. Watch this. This is, this is, this is going to help us out right here. Watch this. Exodus 32. We're going to go back to the story, 7 through 10. This blew my mind when I was reading this and preparing for, for, for today. Watch this. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, 
go down because your people whom you brought out of Egypt has become corrupt. This is God talking to Moses. He says, listen, go down now. He's on Mount Sinai. Go down because your people whom you brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. Watch this. He says, they have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, said the Lord uh, to Moses, and they are a stiff necked people. So now here's God. Moses hasn't seen this yet. Moses hasn't seen it yet. God is saying, I see what's happening right now. You haven't gone down there yet. You haven't seen it. You don't know what it's like, but I am telling you now what is happening right now while you are up here. Listen, while you are spending that time with God, God will God will instruct you. God will inform you. God will warn you. God will tell you. Like, listen, I'm trying to tell you, go down there, but I'm, I'm letting you know right now, these people are off the chain right now. They are worshiping the God. He's warning them. He is telling them right now what's going on. Watch this. Watch verse 10, though. Y'all got to see this. This is what I'm talking about when we, when, like when we, <laughs> when we think that God, that God is, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, that well, I got to see what God wants me to do. Got to see if how God, God's literally telling him what, what what he's going to do. Watch verse ten. Now leave me alone. Here's God saying. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I might destroy them. Watch this. This blew my mind. And God says, Moses, then I will make you into a great nation. He's talking about wiping out all the Abraham stuff and all these Israel, like I've got to wipe them out and I'm going to make a great nation through you. I never read that in the Bible before until I was prepared for this, that God was going to wipe them all out and start a whole new nation through Moses. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about Moses' response to this because Moses was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't destroy them. You know, don't forget your promise to Abraham. Don't forget this. Don't forget. And so God didn't do it. Um, uh, uh, and that's a whole other mindset with Moses and things that he was dealing with um, uh, as to why he responded that way. But then wouldn't you know, when he comes down the mountain and he sees exactly what God saw, what did Moses do? Got angry, threw the tablets down, mad at Aaron, mad at everybody else. Why, y'all? Why? When God was trying to tell him, this is exactly what you're about to walk down into. But what I can do is destroy them and make a whole new nation out of you. Watch this. Be, sometimes, sometimes we keep ourselves. Now, ultimately, Moses dealing with them was and not doing it the way God wanted him to was the reason he couldn't even go into the promised land. Be careful of situations that you stay into too long. That's all I'm going to say. Be careful of situations that you stay into too long. Moses, the deliverer, had the, had the opportunity from God. It's right here in the Bible. I'm just reading the Bible saying that I will make you into a great nation. But he refused to do it and said, you know what? No, God, don't destroy them, blah, 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 blah. Then he gets mad. And further down in Exodus, you get to see how upset he got. And it cost him not just a great nation that God was going to make out of, out of, from him. It cost him the opportunity to what? To go into. He could see the promised land, but he couldn't go into it. Be, listen, God will never be surprised or shocked by any of the foolishness you're going to have to face. But but make sure when he instructs you and tells you what he's going to do, that, that we listen and that we hear it and that we take heed from it. Listen, Moses had a whole different future that was going to be ahead of him right now. But he said, no, don't destroy them. And we'll get into that mentality um, a little bit. But don't listen. Do not get caught up staying in situations that you into too long. All right, y'all, we done with that. Um, it blessed me when, when the Holy Spirit was giving it to me. I hope it blessed you. If you have any questions, feel free to unmute um, after prayer and, and, and ask it. And I think next, uh, in two weeks, when we have church again, uh, so don't forget, we have the, we have the fall clothes, clothing giveaway, the first one, anyway, coming up right after, um, or coming up this uh, Sunday. We'll do another one. So if you can't get donations or stuff in, in time, don't worry about it. We're going to keep doing it. Y'all know we out in the streets every two weeks. So we always, so we're going to, we're always going to have opportunities to do this.